0: Hello and welcome to the Ego Chow Podcast. This is Episode 23, the LeBron James episode, or if you're a loser, the Michael Jordan episode. Uh, my name is Preston Byers, and as always, I'm joined <laughs> by my co-host Justin Binkowski. And today we're going to talk about the final week of Call of Duty League uh, group play in the 2021 season. We're officially done with group play; just tournaments from now on, just brackets. And we're also going to discuss the final major of the season, the Stage 5 ma- major, which is happening uh, this coming weekend in Dallas, Texas. How are you doing, Bink?
1: I mean, I was doing pretty good till about 30 seconds ago, when you just made that terrible joke, but I'll get through it. Got some Call of Duty to talk about.
0: We do. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this Clayster thing at all tonight, but uh, if not, we'll just get right into the matches, because we have... 10 uh 10 group play matches uh, from this past week the final 10 ma- group play matches of the season um which we started off with the subliners who were playing without clayster uh he announced last week before the matches that he would be taking at least one week off i mean it was kind of um kind of vague about when he would actually be returning to the team so he, he missed this game and uh, they played the paris legion uh i I do I would like to kind of boast and say that I predicted this correctly. I I although I am wearing a Legion hat, I am not in the <laughs> Paris' is winning champs crew, especially since they can't even qualify for champs. Uh so New York actually won three two. Uh I mean I feel pretty good about this prediction, but what did you think about this match?
1: Yeah, I mean going into this last week of online group play we had the situation with clay like you were just mentioning where he uh announced that he wasn't going to be playing in this upcoming week and uh you and i actually went back to our different ways where i picked pairs to go 2-0 this week uh you picked them to go 0-2 you were right this time uh even with new york playing with Diamond Con, without Clayster, new lineup again, however you want to word it. Uh, Paris wasn't able to get the job done. It was a close series. Came down to the uh game five on standoff, but New York sealed the deal. Um, if we look at the stats, I know it The game one hard point was actually a pretty good, uh, crazy comeback, if I remember correctly. Um, it was on Garrison, and I think... I can't remember the exact score. I think it was like 250 to uh one fifty something or it was like ninety ish point comeback for New York where Hydra just went absolutely off in the end. Uh he ended up leading New York in the series with one point one nine KD. Uh Mac at a one point oh seven overall and for Paris Aqua had the highest at a one point two seven and Zap had a one point one nine over there. Uh so it was an interesting series. Obviously uh not exactly a lot to play for I think maybe at this point um Paris had a chance of making top three with like some weird tiebreakers or something like that um but uh, other than that it was just you know a match to see kind of what New York was capable of without Clayster and if you want to talk about Clay now we we can or we can wait until we uh, have that other New York match up to you
0: um let's just talk about it now uh let's get it out of the way this is something that Crimsix, uh, 6 obviously three-time world champion, plays for the Dallas Empire, and one of Kleser's, um I guess, most successful teammates considering every time they team together they seem to win a world championship or or win some kind of title or something like that. So uh, he came out this week, and I don't know if there was a reason for why he came out and he tweeted about this stuff, because I was not really paying attention, but I ended up editing this article uh, so, if you want to read the article, you can go to .esports.com. We covered this. Uh, and crim basically tweeted that when they benched Hook, the original plan was really not to, uh, as a long-term solution, was not to replace Hook with Fellow, who did come into the starting lineup and has been Dallas' substitute for the entire season. Their plan was actually to acquire Clayster from the subliners and um, kind of reunite the uh, another part of their Call of Duty League championship uh, team that they won with last year. Uh, just things didn't work out. Um, I Clayster said on Twitter that um, Illy was going to move to a submachine gun role and then bring in Clayster, who's been playing AR for the subliners. Um, I guess, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Crim6 revealing this and uh, kind of just give me your thoughts on it? I didn't know that's what you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the drama from the flank,
1: um, but I have no th- idea this what was kind of so. interesting. Oh, okay. Um, we can talk about that after this, just briefly. Um, with uh, th- this clay Crim announcement, whenever you want to put it, um, I-, I wasn't exactly surprised just because they had that success last year in 5v5 together. Um, and even before this season or maybe it was at the start of the season, I don't remember uh, when there was like that time where I think it was Clay who said that like Hook offered to uh step down from the team so the team could remain like Krim, Clay, Shotzi and Ellie, and Hook was gonna go play Valorant or something like that. Um, I don't remember who said it exactly, but I, I feel I think that was mentioned at the beginning of the season or before the season actually started. Um, so it makes sense that that was like uh something that was being discussed behind the scenes. Obviously it didn't work out, um, but it definitely would have been something interesting to see. Um, even when Fellow came to the lineup for Dallas, uh, Illy didn't exactly have the most success on the submachine gun roll, so it might have been interesting to see how that played out. But, you know, there's a bunch of different factors. Obviously, if you know like Fellow wasn't like a permanent like solution or, you know, what they were planning on. Uh there could be other factors behind the scenes like maybe Illy wasn't, but I don't know not even going to throw speculation on that um, but it, it just, it might have been a weird situation and that could have also attributed to Illy's lack of success in that role from switching from second AR to a sub um, so that was definitely interesting um, but yeah I, I feel like it's just another day uh, of Call of Duty Twitter where we find something out that uh, we, we didn't necessarily know um, a lot of stuff happens behind the scenes, so it was interesting to have that transparency and for Krim to uh, reveal that to everybody.
0: Yeah, it seems that if New York didn't have a good Stage 3 group play um, and kind of, I believe they got second at that major, at the Stage 3 major, um, had that not happened, who knows what actually goes on with New York and Dallas because although I I don't really understand the reasoning for New York to do to to make that move unless Clayster just kinda forced his way out. Like why would you let Clayster go? Because to me, if I'm New York management, I'm dead set on keeping Clayster no matter what. Like build a team around him instead of trying to build you know, like obviously you have Hydra, but you also need kind of a big name most of the time, and Claster's obviously a good leader, so I feel like that's a he's a good piece to kind of build around. So if I were in New York, I wouldn't have really even been open to any kind of negotiation with Claster leaving the team. Uh, right. But I guess they were, been I mean, but they did well in stage three, and I and I would have to assume you know not having a good performance at stage four without Asom, and then stage five is obviously been really rough for New York so it would kind of make sense that Clayster has been struggling mentally because he maybe was convincing himself he was going to go back to Dallas and reunite with uh, teammates that he just won the world championship with and now he's oh and he was oh and three going into this week in group play so maybe that that played into his decision to bench himself for the final week.
1: Yeah, so that's the the other side to that is that the, the drama with the flank, I didn't actually listen or watch this most recent episode where this happened, but I saw uh, from the Twitter account that the flank has, uh, you guys can go check that out, at the flank, um, they were talking, I think the episode was with Zuma and Nabel this time instead of Ben, and um they they were just talking about the situation with Clay mm-hmm. and obviously like I said I didn't watch that episode so I don't have the full context, but it was like being talked about that um uh there there was like a feeling in the team that Clay may have quit on the guys and like Enable and Zuma were saying they didn't think that was uh how they didn't think Clay would do that and then ASIM said something in the chat that um that's He he commented on it in the chat, something like that, so it it was just, you know, there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes at New York, and we we might not know the whole story, but um, the biggest thing right now is, I mean, we still don't know right now exactly what lineup is going to be playing for New York at this week's major or at champs, so... Uh, That's what my eyes in particular are going to be on beyond all the drama and everything going on with this entire situation.
0: I actually, uh, now that you mentioned it, I actually do remember, I I didn't watch this, but I did see the tweets that were happening because of this. Basically, um, so the the flank tweeted, said, among current speculation regarding the Clayster NYSL situation, at Enable, quote, I think Clay might have just quit on him, just doesn't seem right at all. And then uh, Asim put it in the Twitch chat. That's exactly what it was, Ian. But whatever, I'm going to keep pushing. But then Enable came out later and he replied to this tweet and said that he actually said the opposite. He said that he didn't think that Clayster would just quit on his team. So he he doesn't think that it was more... It wasn't just like Clayster saying, like, screw it. You guys are on your own. He was was saying the opposite of what the tweet said. So I think... um, I don't think. I was, was a,
1: yeah, I I was mixed up on it. No, I, I mean, so it was the, the flank so.
0: Twitter account because they said that Enable was essentially saying Clayster quit. But I think there's not. I don't think there's anything like a uh, scandalous about this. Like, uh, it obviously got a lot of attention on Twitter because people thought, "Holy crap, Clayster quit on his team uh, at the very end of the season." But uh, one that just that doesn't seem to be like the kind of uh competitor that Clayster is and it uh I mean Asim who would have better knowledge of this than pretty much anybody in the scene he he's denying that Clayster will quit on them either so I think I don't think that there's really a whole lot there um at least from the outside but it's it's interesting that it's still happening we don't know we're like two days away from the beginning of the stage five major, obviously everybody's in Dallas. So it's not like Clayser would need to fly in from somewhere to play, but we still don't have an announcement from New York about what the roster is going to be like. Is Diamond Khan going to continue to fill in for Clay or is Clay actually going to come back? Uh, I mean, we haven't really gotten any details on that. And that's really weird considering this is the most important time of the season. And that's, I mean, his
1: Clay's last tweet, like his actual tweet he retweeted something from Pat McAfee yesterday. But his last like legit tweet was from July twenty third and it's just a peace out sign and it appears to be a picture from an airplane. So um it it'll be interesting to see what goes on at this major. I mean based on that I would be surprised if he actually plays in the major um we won't know obviously until Thursday. But uh again like I said beyond whatever's going on behind the scenes um, my eyes are just going to be on, you know, what New York, what New York lineup shows up to the major, what New York lineup shows to the champs, and how they're able to perform regardless of, you know, any obstacles. Just like they faced obstacles since, you know, before the season even started with Zuma, you know, stepping down. So it's it's nothing new to those guys over there. It's just uh, we're going to have to see if they're able to, you know, get over these hurdles and pull something off.
0: Let's talk about these other matches this week. We had Optic Chicago versus the London Royal Ravens. Nothing really big here uh, because you, neither of us thought that London would beat Optic, especially how uh, how good Chicago's looked this uh, this stage. And basically since the Stage 4 Major, uh, they win 3-0 um, and they secure the number one seed in their group for the Major, which I believe is the first time that they've done that this season. I, I think that's, tr- I, because like there's been a few times that they've been in Faze's group. And I mean, that's, uh, it's very unlikely that you're going to be number one with Faze in your own group, but, um, and they've struggled at certain points in the group stage, but they've looked really, really good. They obviously beat Faze in, in stage five group play uh, the first time they've done that this season and they lock up their number one seed. So they'll start in the winner's bracket semis of the stage five major. what do you think of this win?
1: Yeah, so just to reiterate what you said, it is the first time they came in first in their group. Uh, stage 1, they came in second. Stage 2, they came in second. That's when they had, there was a three-way tie at 3-2, and two, and that's when uh, Sandy came in, and like Sandy beat, or Minnesota beat Optic in Dallas, I believe, and there was like tiebreakers were in that one. Uh, stage 3 is when Optic finished in fourth in their group, had to fight through the loser's bracket. Uh, stage four, they went three and two, but they'd come second in their group, and now the stage they came in first. Um, other than that, like you said, nothing nothing really crazy to talk about. Um, Skump played pretty well in this series. I know I had a couple clips here. He had uh, a three-piece in the S&D, and then a you know, nice little streak at the end of the control, but um, aside from that, nothing you know, too crazy that we really have to talk about. Um, just from a KD perspective, dashy. Uh, dropped a 1.44 overall. All four players on OpTic were over 1.1. Uh, whereas London Afro played well. He played well this entire weekend and has been looking better uh, recently, which is a a good sign for London potentially for the future if they decide to build around him moving forward. That's another discussion for the offseason. Uh, but Afro dropped a 1.09 in the series against the OpTic, whereas everybody else on the team went negative. So, Um, you know, just a pretty straightforward series 3-0 at Optic.
0: On Friday, we had two matches, Toronto versus Florida and Dallas versus Seattle. Let's talk about this Dallas versus Seattle match first, because Seattle, who, um, you know, they were in last place entering in this week, uh, in the overall CDL standings, they had no shot at qualifying for the playoffs. So they were kind of trolling. They were pulling out different guns octane one of the best assault rifle players of all time he's running a submachine gun uh and dropping a 0.5 KD. so uh i guess what do you think of this i mean if you were a a fantasy owner of octane then you probably weren't very happy i played mike he he did have octane and he still beat me but that's more a testament to how bad my team was not how good his team performed so what do you think of dallas versus seattle
1: yeah i mean this is uh, aside from you know those i guess you will say shenanigans with octane running a sub not really shenanigans just because it's something they've talked about and i mean like if he if he wants to go out and use a sub like i mean there's nothing really stopping him he's a talented player obviously it didn't work out for him to produce the results uh in this particular series but i mean like that that's another discussion we can have at another time like i i don't i don't particularly see it as like quote unquote trolling if if guys are uh using different guns like these are professionals it's it's not like you know they had octane shoot straight with an ar and doesn't shoot straight with a sub or something like that um but but besides that point i mean that just kind of made this more interesting i guess this was really another just a series that didn't really uh mean much obviously seattle's out of it for Dallas, they're just trying to get those points for that battle for second place with Toronto, which we see uh, later on in the weekend. So Dallas just got the job done here uh, to keep keep pace with Toronto, who ended up winning the match before this against Florida, which I had high expectations for. Uh, it w- it was a pretty close uh, series aside from that last map, but um, I w- I was expecting that one to maybe be a little bit closer. But at the, in the end, Toronto and Dallas both got wins on Friday.
0: Yeah, uh, just to briefly talk about this Toronto Florida series because this was obviously the more interesting series of the day because we actually had two playoff teams, two teams that have been performing well yep. during this stage. Um, and Florida, they they nearly take the first two maps. Like, I, I mean, they they really could have swept Toronto in this series based off of just the results because we have Garrison Hardpoint two fourteen to two o two Toronto wins. Standoff Search, Florida wins 6-5, and Garrison Control, uh, Toronto wins 3-2. Obviously, like you said, Raid Hardpoint, the fourth game, uh, is pretty heavily in favor of Toronto. But those first three maps are really close. Uh, Florida, they could have came out with a victory. Um, I don't think anybody really stood out like in general because you, know, you have Skies who had 12 kills and Awakening at 10 kills. In the standoff search, so they had good games, but overall, there wasn't a statistical leader for their team that was uh, jumping out.
1: yeah, uh, I mean i I like I said, this was a match I was looking forward to, just because, like you said, two playoff teams, Florida was playing well coming into this um and and it was close, especially you know at first map coming down to time. that's something we haven't seen a lot this year. Uh, game two comes down to round 11. The controller comes down to round five overtime, time. Uh, and then, you know, Toronto, we've seen Toronto on hard point, uh, raid hard point a bunch this year, it feels like, and that was just one they were able to uh, take control of the series with. And then it's interesting, too, they did win all three respawns in the series to get the job done over Florida. But um, I guess this just in my eyes, even with Florida playing well heading into this match, it kind of just you know goes back to like that tiered ranking that we we've just been repetitively talking about. Where, uh, Tor, I guess I would have like Toronto in the tier above Florida, uh, just based off their performance this year.
0: Let's talk about these Saturday matches: Paris versus London, Minnesota versus Florida, and Optic Chicago versus the Los Angeles Thieves. Let's start at the top. We had two teams that are not going to the playoffs. Uh, I think I joked about how exciting this series would be because I mean neither team is very good. Turned out to be a really exciting series it's just not a lot of people were really tuning in for it. Uh, Paris ends up losing this uh, 3-2 so they go 0-2 on the week London avenges their, uh, their loss from earlier in the week as well um, and it goes down to a game 5 round 11 uh, what did you think of London's win and their final win of the regular season or the group stage I guess?
1: Yeah, this was just, you know uh, again, like I said earlier, I guess gave Paris too much credit trying to give them a two 0 week in my predictions and they let me down one more time. But um they did almost make that comeback. They they forced a game five, we're going for the reverse sweep. We had two round elevens in the series for so for like a series that really didn't mean too much. Um It was entertaining, to say the least. Uh, Again, Afro was the star for London, and this one dropped a uh, 1.34 overall. KD had 102 kills in the series. Uh, The next closest was Aqua for Paris, who had 90. So uh, he he played well, and he's he's playing real well heading into this major. So uh, obviously London will not be competing at champs, but um, they finished in fourth in their group for stage five. So they have that little buffer in the loser's bracket. Um, and we'll, we'll look at the bracket later on in the show. But I guess it's possible that London could go on a little bit of a run if uh, Afro is able to continue playing like this and uh, rally the troops behind them.
0: Uh, in these last two matches, we had two upsets. Uh, first, we have Minnesota sweeping Florida. I mean, Minnesota beating Florida in general is kind of surprising just as uh, by itself but a sweep is is really really surprising to me and then in the final match we had optic Chicago losing to the la thieves which is so very optic of them to get the get all those expectations very very high and then to lose a pretty much a meaningless uh, group play match just to kind of spread a little doubt on how well they'll do at the major um, regardless like we said earlier in the show optic did, clinch the number one seed in group a so at least they don't have anything to worry about in that regard but still a loss to the thieves Uh, let's talk about this uh, florida minnesota match first though Uh, minnesota sweeps florida how surprised are you about that
1: i i was very surprised i i pretty sure i picked florida when we were doing the prediction show uh last week to take that one and i probably would have even if i didn't for some reason if you if you asked me before that match, I, I feel like I would have went uh, Florida. So um, just to look at the scores, the Moscow search was six five, came down to around eleven. But other than that, Garrison hardpoint was two fifty to one forty, and the Garrison control was three zero for Minnesota. So um, I was surprised by Minnesota getting the three zero, and I'm surprised even just looking at the score lines for those maps um, that even if you told me Florida was going to lose this match, uh, this match, I didn't think it probably would have went down like that. Um, so that's, you know, we've talked about it before with, you know, Florida being one of these, like, you know, I don't really have a word for it, just like, you know, a coin flip team, I guess you could say. I think that's a term people have been using. Uh, where you know, sometimes they show up and other times they don't. So, um, if we, you know, Minnesota, we look at the numbers here, Priest to dropped a 1.63 major maniac had a 1.53 overall KD in the series. Uh, Skies had a 1.06 for Florida. He only went 38 and 36, though, and everybody else on Florida was negative, so um, I I guess this kind of just, you know, makes it interesting what what we're going to expect from Florida uh, at this major. They're they're in a position now. I'm going to look at the overall standings. Yeah, we talked about it on the last show. I remember that because, like, uh, Minnesota had a 20-point lead over the Thieves and Florida uh, for that sixth spot, which guarantees uh, a winner's bracket at champs, so that was like a match right there where Florida, if they wanted to you know, get into the winner's bracket scenario for champs, it, it was kind of like a must-win match for them to try and help uh, improve their case. Obviously, if they do better at the major than Minnesota um, and get more points there, then that's another way, so it wasn't Technically must win, but it was certainly a match that could have helped improve their odds at getting into the winner's bracket from champs. So, going to be interesting to see what Florida shows up uh, at the major. Obviously, just like we were talking about with London, uh, Florida finished 4th in their group for Stage 5, which means they have a little bit of a buffer in the loser's bracket, but they still are starting the tournament immediately in the loser's bracket, which obviously is going to make it harder for them. Uh, as opposed to a team like Minnesota, who can lose a series without being eliminated. So if they're, you're playing catch-up to Minnesota, already to try and get in the winners' bracket for champs, uh, they're they're on the back foot immediately.
0: Yeah, it's a, not not a good result for Florida fans because, like you said, it just it's not a guarantee that they start in the losers' bracket at champs. But it certainly doesn't help their cause. And for the Thieves, a win here, uh, while it means um, It's not, it's like the opposite of Florida. It's not a guarantee that you start in the winner's bracket if you end up getting out uh, or this win doesn't like just completely solidify your place uh, in the winner's bracket because they're obviously going to still need to jump Minnesota as well. Uh, But this is a big win for them. And uh, it's just, it's just interesting that the Thieves pull out this win because those first two maps, if you would have shown to me. I've been like, yeah, it's a 3-0 easy uh, for Optic, because Moscow hardpoint, Scump drops 22 kills, uh, Envoy drops 21, and Optic went 250 to 27 or uh, 250 to 72, excuse me. And then on Express Search and Destroy, Scump and Dashy combined for 18 kills, and it's a 6-1 win for Optic. That's kind of where it ends, though. Optic just can't close out the series, lose 3-1 on Checkmate, 250-196 to on Checkmate Hardpoint, and then lose 6-3 on Moscow Search and Destroy to finish out the series. What did you think of uh, Optic's loss here? Do do you consider this more of a win for uh, Thieves or a loss for Optic considering Optic had a 2-0 lead here? Um, I,
1: I think that that is worth mentioning that it was, you know, a reverse sweep. Optic had the 2-0 lead and a chance to close it out. Uh, but again, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, Optic had already secured uh, the first seed heading into the major. They're kind of in the spot in the regular season standing. They're they're in fifth now uh, at 310, and New York is only in front of them at 320. So um, I be- I believe. Because New York, let me look real quick. New York only won one match. Yeah, New York only won one match in group play. So uh, that means subliners were at 310 heading into group play. And then obviously Optic won four. So they were at 270. But uh, before that, they were kind of in like this weird spot where it felt like um, they weren't really in that race for second place with like Dallas, Toronto, and New York. Whereas, uh, and they weren't like in jeopardy of falling out of, like, that that sixth spot with, like, Minnesota, LA Thieves, and Florida. They were kind of, like, directly in the middle um, for that. Now they're in a position where if they get, like, a second-place finish or even win this major, uh, they they could potentially come in second overall in the standings and get that bye uh, for champs in the winner's bracket. So that would be huge now. Um, But other than that... um, I I don't know. It it's tough. Like I I don't think, you know. I I think it's just incorrect to say like because Optic had already locked up first, they like didn't care or try in the series. Like obviously they were trying. Like the, this is the HBR Classic, as you coined it. Like you know, Optic versus Nade Shot. It, it's a big match either way. Um, and I just think it, it's a testament to the thieves, um, being able to come back. It's it's not like you know. Those first two maps were particularly close, uh, and the Thieves were just able to flip a switch, uh, fight back, and pull off a reverse sweep. So um, I'm not particularly worried for Optic heading into the Major. I think, you know, gave them some more maps to practice, you know, maybe some more work heading into the Major. Um, We'll we'll see how that shakes out for them. I still think, you know, FaZe is a better team than Optic, regardless of the result previous in, in group play, but, um, yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, if this is a group play match, and uh, it, it's a it's a good win for the Thieves, whereas it's not, like, necessarily an, a red flag end of the world loss for OpTic.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. I would just say to anybody that uses the excuse, like, oh, they already had number one seed, like, they weren't trying. It's like, what were they doing in the first two maps then? Because they yeah. completely destroyed yeah, exactly. the Thieves. So it's not like they just came it's, out it's of like three is, matches or three maps.
1: It's, it's not like this is the NFL, like, week 16 yeah. where, you know, you're starting your backup quarterback and second string players or anything like that. I feel like that argument uh, just doesn't fit the scenario or really esports in general.
0: Yeah, you could say that they're trying out new things and some of the things just didn't work out that the way they hoped it but to say that they just, you know, weren't trying or like, you know, they you know, they didn't care because in esports it's like I mean momentum is a real thing. To get the confidence to keep winning, especially when you're going into a very important tournament, they can climb spots and seeds uh, in in seeding for champs in at the major, like this is a very important tournament in in terms of seeding for the teams two uh, two through five, and then the teams six through eight, they all have something to play for in that regard. So there's nothing that Optics should be overlooking and saying, well, we're just not going to try. Uh, and I don't think they were. I think it was just a matter of they slipped up, they couldn't finish out the series, and uh, the thieves end up winning it which is uh, very big for the Thieves. And it's not, like you said, it's not a a huge loss for OpTic. It's not going to kill them to lose this kind of match. But uh, just an interesting uh, result nonetheless. Um, Do you want to talk about these last three matches? So we have some really, like, I mean, we had one dud because we have Seattle versus LAG. I'm very much off the LAG bandwagon at this point in the season. But these are uh, literally the two worst teams statistically in the league. Uh, I believe heading into this series they combined for 15 uh, wins this season just to put that in perspective the uh, of the top eight teams the fewest wins is Minnesota with 16 so I mean even even if you put them together they're not having a real good season uh, so far Um, and uh, but Seattle ends up winning this uh, I I didn't end up watching this. I did see that there was some drama on Twitter about, like, uh, broken GAs or whatnot. Uh, I'm not sure if that really played a factor into it, but Seattle ends up winning 3-0. Anything stick out to you in this series?
1: As far as I remember, I mean, I was watching the series, but I wasn't, like, paying a ton of attention just because, like you said, I mean, it's a battle of last place. Um, I, I did think it was interesting. Just as a side note, that they were uh, LAG Twitter was kind of hyping it up as like the big one. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, it's just a way to try to get more people to tune into a match that really, like, like we said, didn't have much meaning. Um, but in regards to the GA thing, it was more I, I as far as I understand, it was more um, fans being upset that GAs weren't broken in a meaningless match and the players still played uh you know to to the current gAs um I, d- I don't really think i mean it it makes sense to me i i guess i could see it either way um but you don't want you know if players have deemed like snipers and stuff are uncompetitive you don't want to just see them pulling it out i i don't know maybe from an entertainment standpoint you do but uh for for the sake of competitive it, it might have been a little weird um regardless not not much to say from this one seattle came out got the job done uh it just solidifies the gorillas winless stage at 0-5 0-5 since the uh, change with mental uh and they're gonna head in to this next major in that loser's bracket with a match against uh the subliners where if they lose their season is just over
0: yeah, so the L.A.G. like you said, zero and five this this stage, they won two of their seventeen maps in stage five, which is unsurprisingly the worst of any Call of Duty team this uh, this season or in this stage. Uh, Seattle was four and twelve, so had they not won this series, they probably would have had the uh, the worst record. But um, either way, I d- I just thought it was interesting that uh, just these teams in general, it's I mean, you got to put the schedule together somehow, but it just seemed very anticlimactic to have two last place teams facing each other on the final day of group stage. Uh, regardless, we um, on paper, y- you would think we'd have two entertaining matches ahead of us. We had Atlanta versus New York and Dallas versus Toronto. Those are uh, four of the top five teams in the league at the moment. So you would expect, you know, something actually happen there. Um, Unfortunately, Atlanta, they just steamroll New York, uh, which isn't very surprising considering the roster changes that New York has had to deal with, uh, with Clayster benching himself and taking that um, leave of absence. And then Dallas, they actually beat Toronto, which is uh, pretty surprising considering, um, I mean, Toronto has looked really good this stage. And uh, Dallas, I believe. They lost earlier in the week, if I'm not mistaken. So um or maybe not. No, I don't think so. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I just have Dallas on the brain for some reason. So Dallas wins uh three one. What did you think of this match?
1: Yeah, so just, just real quick, I don't think we really have to talk about Atlanta. New York. It was just an absolute stomp. Three oh face to care business. Uh Abizzi dropped a two overall KD, he went fifty two and six uh fifty two and twenty six. MVP push um sim Simp went, uh, dropped a 1.69, going 61 and 36. MVP push. Uh, whereas Mac had the highest KD on New York at a 0.74. He went 34 and 46. MVP so, push. Uh, just puts it in perspective that it was a uh, tough series for New York and just business as usual for uh, Phase. But uh, for, for this Dallas-Toronto match, like you said, um, this was a battle for first place, whichever team. Uh, won this match, would have first place uh, in Group B for Stage 5, guarantee that bye uh, for the first round of the uh, Stage 5 Major, and would be in second place in the overall CDL points standings uh, because heading into this match, Toronto was at 355 and Dallas was at 350. So uh, it was a really important match, and... Uh, I believe I picked Toronto to win this one, and I got another prediction wrong, just because uh, Dallas is apparently on a different level. Um, They won both hard points in this series, uh, which was somewhat surprising. Toronto's been a good control team for most of this year, especially since Insight joined the team. Uh, So Toronto was able to win rated control 3-2. But uh, the maps were all close in the series. Raid Hardpoint, Dallas one 250, 231. Express Search, Dallas 164. That raid control, like I just said, was 3 2 Toronto. And then Garrison Hardpoint was 25216 uh, for Dallas. I think uh, Dallas was in control. Yeah, I wrote it down. Da- Dallas was uh, in, in control of that Garrison Hardpoint. Toronto almost made a uh, wild comeback there towards the end. But. Uh, Dallas was able to close it out to uh, win the match, guarantee first place in Group B, and uh, get that bye for this major. So uh, it was a big win for them, obviously, if, if we look at the stats. Uh, pretty surprising that uh, all four players on Toronto, although they all had above a .9, all four players were negative. Kleenex had the highest KD at a .97. Uh, Insight had the lowest at a .91, so it's not like anybody, like, extremely underperformed. They just, you know, all were negative by a few kills here and there. Uh, Whereas Shotzi, uh, he surprisingly had the fewest kills on his team with only 89, but had the highest KD at a 1.17. Krim led the whole lobby with 98 kills, had a 1.14 overall. Illy had a 1.11, and then Vivid only went negative 2 and dropped to So, um. Yeah, like we said, it was an exciting series. Uh, Good win for Dallas, obviously. And, you know, Dallas, heading into the stage five, they were just coming off that run on land where it was kind of like, you know, they brought Vivid into the lineup and things didn't look great. They had a few hiccups here and there with online play. But then when they got to that land at stage four, uh, they flipped it into another gear, got to the grand finals and pushed uh, Atlanta to a map nine in the grand finals so even though they lost they still got second uh so it'll be interesting to see how they perform on land again this week
0: speaking of we have the stage five major we bid you adieu group play we are done with you for the 2021 season uh we are moving on to no the... more online no more online just lands ahead uh we have the stage five major uh if you're watching live you can see the bracket on our screen obviously if you're watching the VOD on youtube you also uh, the good plug for our YouTube channel. Uh, go to you uh, go to our podcast on YouTube. Um, so the the bracket is here. The Stage Five Major Double Elimination bracket. Uh, I think the thing that pops out to me the most is just that Atlanta is not uh, starting out in the Winter Semis because I've bec- uh, become accustomed to them getting that bye and only having to win two matches to win a championship. But this time around they're going to have to go from winners round one uh since optic and dallas have the have the buys for this uh time around um so let's start in the losers bracket like we usually do Uh, we have two losers round one uh matches we have new york versus lag and seattle versus paris let's start with this new york lag match who do you have
1: Um, so I feel just based on, you know, logic standpoint, uh, Gorillas have a winless stage. New York obviously have a different situation with Clayster and everything, but they were able to pick up a win most recently this last weekend against Paris, which is another team down in that bottom four with Gorillas. So, uh, I'm expecting New York to take this one. Um, I know you probably might, uh, say this is where the Gorillas start there wild losers bracket run to the stage five major championship uh so i will go out on a limb, i guess and pick new york
0: you think you know me but you don't lag lose 3-0 here them bums need to get out of my face they have disappointed me way too much this season i bought lag merch i'm one of the only people in the world to own such merch and they have just disappointed me time and time again so i'm out on lag And after Thursday afternoon, LAG will also be out of the stage five major. New York wins 3-0. Let's talk about Seattle-Paris. I mean, these two teams have also disappointed me, but in different ways, I guess. Seattle went on that huge losing streak this season where they didn't win a match for two months straight. They didn't win a control for two months straight. And then Optic was like, here you guys go. Here's a match. Here's a control win. Uh, And then they had a... A little success at the major, they got top eight, I'm pretty sure, and that was encouraging for their team. They weren't able to grab a uh, top eight spot in the playoffs. Same with Paris. They showed some glimpses earlier in the season, um, and then as soon as they put on this hat, they started to be bad again. So not sure what's happening there. Uh, who do you have, Paris versus Seattle here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're rocking the hat, so you're obviously picking Paris here, so I'm going to go with Seattle. Um this is just another one where I feel like based off what we just saw from uh, Seattle at the most recent LAN, um, I, I believe they they might be able to pull something off where they win a couple losers bracket games again at this major on um, LAN if the team's able to perform just like they did at stage four major. So uh, I'm going with Seattle here.
0: Yeah, it's a tough match for me just because Seattle. I mean, if Subtain is playing, I'm picking Paris. But if not, I think. I mean, Seattle has looked better more recently. With this last week, they actually picked up a win, which Paris did not. They looked pretty bad in those two matches, and one of them was against London, who I don't think is good either. So it's it's kind of discouraging. Uh, I I'll still go with Paris, but really, I I just I don't know about this one. I think I think that they have the ability I guess what I'm trying to say is they each have the ability to lose it's just which one will actually lose here and I think it'll be Seattle I think they have the better ability to lose this kind of match so i say paris moves on to round 2 where they will play the london Royal ravens so you got seattle versus london i have paris versus london who do you have seattle versus london
1: uh i'm going to go with seattle again uh this will be an interesting one Uh, Just, again, like we mentioned with London's most recent match, uh, Afro's been playing well, so uh, my eyes are going to be on him, regardless of who London plays, to see if he's able to uh, perform well uh, in this match, because I actually don't remember what London did at the Stage 4 major on LAN. I think they might have... Let me look, because they went... They came in fifth place, and they played Seattle, so that means they lost in the first round of the Stage 4 Major. Uh, So that would be a rematch from the Stage 4 Major, um, which kind of strengthens my pick in my head of Seattle here. So going with Seattle.
0: I'll go with London. Afro's looked really good. Paul X has looked pretty good as well in in some matches. So, I I mean, it's – I don't know. Like, some of these bottom teams are so hard to judge because they're – I, I guess the reason they're at the bottom is the consistency. It's it's just not there. They can't do it consistently. They can't perform at a high level and continue to win consistently. Maybe London can uh, – maybe their win this week will kind of give them some encouragement and push them forward. So I'll go with London here. And then uh, we both have New York moving on to round two to play Florida. So Mutineers versus Subliners, who do you have?
1: I'm going with Florida here. Um. Again, we don't know technically what lineup we're going to see from New York, um, but just with everything going on in that camp, I feel like this is a match that Florida almost has to win. Uh, It is interesting, now that I'm thinking about it, that New York played Florida at the Stage 4 Major with Decimate in the loser's bracket, and New York took that match over Florida. Um, But I'm still going to go with Florida here just because if Florida wants to have a shot, at improving their seed for champs they they can't lose this match they just can't
0: they can't but they might just because Florida has been like yeah, that they the might. entire season I, I agree with you though I think Florida wins this but I think I think it's because even if Clayster plays New York has uh, been used to starting in the winner's bracket and while they haven't had uh, consistent success in the winner's bracket they typically, they kind of find, even if, it, if if it's in a loss, they figure something out. They they improve mentally or uh, they just, they seem to figure whatever went wrong in their loss, they seem to kind of fix that in the loser's bracket, at least initially. And I kind of saw that in the stage four major where they're in the winner's bracket with decimate, but obviously they don't have a ton of practice with them. They end up losing their winner's bracket match. They drop down and they beat Florida. I kind of think that is their their way for success, and they just don't have that. They don't have the buffer, because if they screw up really badly, they're going to get beat by LAG, and that's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. So, if that happens, I mean, they're they're out of the tournament, uh, and they go home with zero CDL points, and if they get to Florida, I still don't think that they've really learned from like the first match as much as they would in a loss. So, I'll go with Florida moving on to round three. Um, Let's jump up to the winner's bracket now. We have uh, Toronto versus LAT and Atlanta versus Minnesota. Starting at the top, uh, Ultra versus Thieves. Ultra were um, basically, if they had beaten Dallas in that last match of the week, they would have ended up getting uh, the number one spot and they would have had a bye. But they didn't, so now they get the LA uh, Thieves. Who do you have in this match?
1: Yeah, I this is an interesting one. Again, just like you said, Toronto is coming off that loss to Dallas, whereas Thieves are coming off that you know exhilarating reverse sweep over Optic. So, um, both teams technically on uh, different trajectories just from a one-match basis, I guess you could say. Um, But I just think Toronto is the better team, so I'm going to pick them to win this one. Uh, It would be cool to see another optic for Steve's match, especially because it's on land. We got fans in the building for this one, so that would be an exciting match, Uh, but I'm going to go with Toronto here.
0: I agree with you. I think Toronto is the better team out of these two, even with the different trajectories or the, you know, coming off of a loss, it's just... It doesn't seem like LAT are kind of on the same level that Toronto is. Maybe if they had yeah. more time in this season and got used to their roster a little bit more and had more practice, they, they could get to that level. But that's just not the case. There's only so much time left in the year, and uh, there's no few weeks off like there is for champs now. So I think Toronto comes in and beats Los Angeles in the first round. Uh, and let's go to the second match. We had Atlanta versus Minnesota. I mean, I'm just going to say I have Atlanta. I'm not going to beat around the bush. No. I just think Minnesota is – I mean, Minnesota surprised me in this stage because they were able to pull off uh, that Florida win and sweep them. Again, Florida is not Atlanta, though, and Atlanta is the best team in the world in my opinion. So I'll go with Atlanta here.
1: Yeah, I'm going Atlanta 3-0. Um, I don't I, – I like you said, I was surprised by Minnesota getting that win over Florida. Maybe Minnesota is able to, you know, pull something off in the veto steel map in this series, but um I I think at the end of the day, Atlanta takes this one.
0: Uh, so in round two of winners bracket, we both have Optic versus Toronto. Two good teams. This is a very important match in terms of seeding. If Optic can win, they can, you know, keep moving up the ladder and maybe possibly uh, grab that third or second seed. In the Call of Duty League, Uh, Toronto is obviously going to try to do the same as well. Who do you have, Ultra versus Optic? Uh, This is an interesting one. Again, I'm saying that a lot, but, uh, you know, like we just
1: mentioned with the possibility of an Optic Thieves match, um, this is obviously going to be an Optic match on LAN with fans for the first time in over a year. Uh, So the green wall could play a big factor. In this series, I'm going to pick Toronto 3-2 in this one. Uh, I think it's a really close, hard-fought series. Uh, I still think Toronto is just a better team than Optic right now. Uh, obviously, Optic came in first in their group, but uh, both teams did go 4-1 in group play. So um, I, I think it's going to be, like I said, a really close match, and I'm excited to see how it plays out if you know Toronto gets here. Uh, But if they do, I'm going to pick Toronto to win this one.
0: I'm actually going to go with OpTic on this one. I think think the fans are a huge factor in this match because it's not like I think Toronto will get rattled. I don't think it's more so that. It's more just it's been, whatever, 17 months or however long it has been since we've had fans at a Call of Duty event. And I think... Just the fact that it's been so long, none of these players have really had to deal with anything kind of, even sort of like that in nearly two years or a year and a half. I think that is going to play a major factor, just kind of the difference. And especially, I mean, though at least Toronto will have that LAT matchup to kind of get a warm up, but LAT's fan base is not the same as Optic's fan base. It's going to be entirely different. The how yeah. loud I would imagine it to be for an optic match, the first optic match, and this is an important one because they're facing a team that they're really competing with in terms of seating. Man, I I it's this is definitely if you're not going to be able to catch all of these matches this weekend. I think most of these optic matches are something to look out for because you will get the fans it, it, almost like a New York Knicks, like the first New York Knicks uh, playoff game. It's wild. They may lose. It, they ultimately may lose, but the the fans are going to make it a must-see experience. So I think Optic wins this uh, based on just – well, they have played really well, so I'm not going to just say yeah uh, that it, the fans are doing it all, but I do think the fans will have a major factor in this uh, Optic win. And then um, – Just
1: real quick too um, – not want to cut you off sorry Did you have something you want to say no about you're that? good no i was just gonna say you know i i put it at the end of my notes but breaking point put out a tweet earlier today uh with optic stats for stage five and all four players on optic had over a 1kd in every single game mode in this stage and in particular Scump has been playing pretty well so just imagine if map 1, whether this is Optic versus Toronto or Optic versus Thieves, if, if Skump just goes off in map 1 of this series and he's up there screaming, banging on his chest, the green wall's going nuts in the stands, like, that could be a dagger for whichever team Optic is playing against. It, it could be a complete momentum killer or, you know, just giving Optic all the momentum, I guess is a better way to say it. Um. And that's where like I that's where I'm saying it I think it's gonna be a tough match and you know, you're going without the care. Uh so you know, I like being different anyways and going with Toronto. But either way, like you said, I think this is gonna be a must watch one.
0: Then we have Dallas versus Atlanta. This should be a really interesting matchup in terms of fan reaction too, because Dallas is of course the team, like the hometown team, I guess, even though everybody essentially lives in Dallas, they do have their base in Dallas and they're the team representing the city in the CDL. Uh, and they're just a really popular team. Crim6, three-time world champion. They have a lot of young, like, um, search-and-destroy, like, savvy players. And then there's Atlanta. Phases, is, like Optic, really popular among fans. So they should be getting a, a loud reaction. And we're, these are two of maybe the top three teams in the entire league at the moment, maybe the two best teams, depending on how you guys see it. So it's a, uh, it could be a CDL champs uh, grand finals preview. Who knows how that'll shake out, but should be interesting. I, I'll go with phase. I'm not going to pick against phase. Uh, it just seems like not in my best interest to do that. So I'll go with Atlanta moving on to the winners finals. How about you?
1: Yep. No phase here. Not picking against them until I, really have a reason to i know obviously uh they lost to optic in that uh group play match earlier this stage but um still you know we look at the overall standings uh phase has lost five series all year they are the best team in the world like you've said multiple times already in this episode uh, i'm going with phase here
0: let's just finish out the winner's bracket real quick so the winner's finals Uh, We both have phase moving on, and then you have Toronto uh, playing phase. I have optic playing phase. So, uh, ultra versus the Atlanta phase, who do you have moving on to the grand finals? Shouldn't
1: be a surprise. I'm going phase. Um, We've seen this match a couple times, uh, obviously, throughout the year. So, I I think it'll be an interesting one if it happens. Uh, but at the end of the day, Phase that best team, and I'm going with them to get back to another Grand Finals.
0: If Simp or Abizi or any of the FaZe guys are watching, I would really, really appreciate if we see some bodies getting shot in this series. Uh, because for me, it's FaZe and Optic, which will have the most viewers, uh, maybe other than the Grand Finals, depending on who makes it there. So this should be the most viewed series, the first Atlanta versus Optic uh series on land maybe i mean like this is real optic so this is the first time in CDL history that real optic and phase have met each other on <laughs> land so uh the fans should be turn and i i would say that phase obviously has the advantage because they're really just really 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 good um and i think they're better than optic I'll still say Phase, but man, OpTic could really make it interesting just with kind of the fan support. And maybe we'll see, like, uh, a split audience where half of it's Phase, half of it's OpTic, and fans are just going wild. Uh, but this is another one, like, if you're not going to catch every single match this weekend, go out of your way. If Phase and OpTic are playing each other make sure to tune in because it's going to be wild no matter what happens. But I would like to see some bodies get shot just for the entertainment value of the stream. So I'll go with phase winning. I'll say like 3-1. But if we get a a round 11, game 5, I'm all for that. Uh, Let's move on to the losers bracket. So, well, we stay the same. Um, So this will be, you have Optic dropping down. So they would play Florida if I'm uh, thinking about it correctly. And then it would be Empire versus uh, Seattle. So let's start with Optic versus Florida. Who do you have?
1: Wait a second.
0: I thought they switched in round four.
1: They do, but you're missing the round one. Oh, okay.
0: My bad. So LAT versus Florida then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's LAT versus Florida and Mm -hmm. Rocker versus Surge. Yeah,
0: my That's bad. So yeah, so we have Thieves uh, versus Mutineers and the Royal Raven, or not Royal Ravens, the Surge and the Rockers. So let's start at the top. Uh LAT versus the Florida Mutineers.
1: Yeah, I'm going to with Thieves in this one. Um again, could see it going either way. Depends on what version of Florida uh shows up. Don't want to sound like a broken record. I think this is another good series. Uh, but I'll just take the thieves to win this one
0: i also go with florida i don't really think that thieves are anything special but like you said it really just depends if florida plays like how they can play and i've been saying this for literally four or five months like if they just tuned into the podcast they would figure it out just play how you're supposed to play okay guys like it's pretty easy right uh but Ah! kidding aside uh, florida i think should win this i don't think that the Thieves are a better team. Uh, I think Florida is actually the better team in this series. And if Havoc goes off, Greasy Gang, we're, we're on to losers semis or you know, losers quarters. So um, I, th- I think Florida moves on and they win this series. Um, and then you have Seattle versus the Minnesota Rocker. Uh, who do you have in that series?
1: Minnesota. Um, similar to the last land event, I've got Seattle winning two matches in the loser bracket and then losing in round three, so uh, I think that's where Seattle's season will end, just Rocker's the better team so uh, even if they fall two-phase as expected, uh, I think they should, would be able to handle whatever team they face in this elimination round three match, and uh, I'll go the Rocker.
0: I think I have London moving on into this round. So it would be London versus Minnesota for me. If I'm mistaken, I mean, I'm faded. I really don't know. Uh, I, I believe it's it's either Paris or London, and I'm almost positive it's London. Uh, so if it's London, Minnesota, I really just don't see London winning it. Um, although, I, I mean, an upset could happen because I believe London beat Minnesota in either the Stage 3 or Stage 4 major to upset them. I think that might have been before Minnesota brought back Major Maniac, um, and that could have been, like, the impetus for uh, accuracy to get benched, so, I mean, I might be remembering it uh, incorrectly, but I think that happened, and I don't think Minnesota, I, I see Minnesota very much in the same vein as I see LAT. They are able to win against good teams, but they're also able to lose against bad teams, and that's... That's not really good. Uh, it's not a good strategy for success. Uh, so I'll go with Minnesota, but, man, there could be an upset there, and I could see the Royal Ravens moving on. Um, and so so we switch in round four. So this would be the losers' quarterfinals. Uh, so you have Optic losing in winners' round two. So they would drop down to the bottom half of the losers' bracket. Yep. So you have uh, – You have the Minnesota Rocker moving on, correctly?
1: Yeah, so I have Dallas versus the Thieves and Optic versus Rocker.
0: All right, what do you got in those two matches?
1: I'm going Dallas over Thieves and Optic over Rocker.
0: Okay, I have Optic versus Minnesota, and I'll go with Optic. And then I would also have Dallas versus Florida. And, I mean, that's tough because I could see Florida winning it. Just like you could see Florida beating literally anybody other than Phase, uh, but I'll go with Dallas because they've been playing really, really well uh, as of late. So I'll say Dallas moves on. So uh, oh wait,
1: wait, wait! You technically you had Optic playing in the winners bracket, so you had Toronto versus Minnesota. Okay,
0: yeah, Toronto. So I would still have Toronto moving on um, yeah. to beat Florida or to beat Minnesota. Jesus, I should have just wrote this down. It would have been a whole lot easier for yeah. me. So. Uh, so moving on, we have the Losers Finals. Who do you have in your or your Losers Semi-Finals?
1: I have Dallas playing Optic, and I'm taking Dallas 3-2 over Optic. That's going to be, if that happens, that'll be an exciting one, similar to what you said with Optic and FaZe, especially with the fans involved. Um, but uh, just based off of what we saw most recently from Dallas at the last LAN, um, I'm going to ride with them, I guess, and Go Dallas, 3-2 here.
0: I believe I have Toronto versus Dallas. Correct me if I'm wrong. You would. So yep. I'll, I'll go with Dallas. I mean, we just saw this match to end the the group, um, Sage 5 group play. And I just, man, I, I can't see a different result now. Like, I Before the match, I think I picked Toronto to beat Dallas. But Dallas has been really, really good. And if they're to this point... I mean, both of them have lost, so there's really no advantage in terms of that. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Dallas beating Toronto and moving on to the losers' finals. Uh, so your losers' finals would be Toronto versus yeah, yeah, Toronto versus Dallas. It
1: would be the reverse of what you had. I would have Toronto versus Dallas here, which is what you just had. And I have and Optic You Dallas. would have Dallas versus Optic, which is what I just had. <laughs> um. But similar to you, uh, like you just said, your logic lines up with what I was thinking here. I've got Dallas beating Toronto here 3-2, just because, again, we just saw this matchup. Um, so I have Dallas making their way to another grand finals through the loser bracket.
0: Optic versus Dallas. Uh, I, I really want to say Dallas, but I'm going to go with Optic. I mean... <laughs> This is I think they're so even right now because they've played like neither has been inconsistent as of late. they've kind of i mean aside from optic losing to l a t which i i don't put as much um i don't put it i don't think it's as important as like some people would uh, might think, and it's it's obviously not meaningless because I made that argument that it's not like they weren't trying they legitimately did lose a match but if they're to this point um and there's no like uh if it's not like a uh a really bad situation where Dallas or Optic has like this advantage where they get to play two or three matches before you play the other team I would say that Optic is just gonna win this match but I think it could really go either way I hope this one goes 3-2 game 5 round 11 because we saw that happen, uh, I believe, in the Stage 1 Major, or maybe Stage 2 Major, uh, where I believe it was Hook made the clutch, so it would have had to have been the Stage 1 Major. Uh, so I hope something like that happens where we can have these two Goliaths face off against each other in a really important match, but I think that Optic will win this series, uh, a very close series. And then uh, Grand Finals, I have FaZe versus Optic. You have Dallas versus FaZe. Uh, So who do you got uh, winning this this match? Uh, Dallas versus FaZe in the Stage 5 Major Grand Finals.
1: I got a rematch here in the Grand Finals from the last major on land, so I'm going with the same scoreline. Phase 5-4, maximum drama. Should be another banger of a series. Uh, But at the end of the day, as we've said multiple times already, FaZe is the best team in the world, so I'm expecting them to win once again.
0: Yeah, I'll say uh, FaZe wins as well. But Optic, they they have this, like, we've talked about it before. They're going to get basically warm-up matches in because Atlanta's not going to play before this match on Sunday. And Optic will. And I think that's a disadvantage for FaZe. That's something that hasn't been addressed at all this season, which is uh, kind of unfortunate. But I still think FaZe, they might... Be a little slow out of the gate, but I think they pull it off, like five three or five four, and and what would this be their fourth major win of the season? Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty dominant. Uh, even if they don't win, this would be huge for Optic. I don't know what kind like with all of the things that would happen in the tournament. I'm not sure where they would end up being seeded. Either 100% going to jump New York uh, in that scenario where New York loses in you know round one or two or even round three. Um, and they might be able to jump a team like Toronto or something, uh, depending on how, uh, the, the placings go. So, um, should be really interesting, a very, very important event in terms of seeding. So, uh, like I said earlier, one through five, uh, well, not one, two through five, there is a possibility that any of those teams could move into second place if they have a really good tournament and the teams above them don't, um. And then in uh, the seeds six through eight, there's really a- anybody's ball game there because there are only 20 points between them, and th- that's really just you know three wins. And if uh, say like Florida has a really bad event, they're going to be eighth. And if LAT ha- have a really bad event, they're probably going to be eighth. So it's very important that everybody comes out uh, uh, with their a uh, with their a game at the stage five major. Um, what else do we have on this show? Um, do you want to go through these MVP rankings real quick?
1: Uh, we, we can just mention it if you want, I, I'd put them there and basically if we were running low on time and need something else to talk about for filler, uh, it's not really anything different than what we mentioned on the last episode, but I th- I thought it was cool to kind of, uh, mention it and show that, uh, guys like nameless and study are having similar thoughts to what we have for this MVP race.
0: Yeah. I, d- Um, So basically Nameless and Study. Nameless says this is his top five for the MVP uh, using the MVP finalists. He has Simp at one, Abizi at two, cami at three, Selim at four, and Shotzi at five. Uh, Study has Simp and Abizi at one and two still, but he switched cami and Selim, so Selim is now number three, cami is four, and Shotzi is still at five. I mean, if I had to pick one of these, which is more correct, I would probably say Namelesses because I think Cammie is... I mean, if you're just going to base it off of, like, you know, who deserves it more in my mind, I would say that Cammie is more deserving of the MVP award than Cellium, but neither of them are deserving at all because Simp and Abizi simply exist in the world and they should get the award before either of them, so... Uh, what what do you think of Nameless and studies rankings?
1: No, I, th- I think it was, you know, basically right along with what uh, we've been talking about when we've talked about this subject. Uh, obviously, I've been saying Abizi is my MVP. I still think Simp wins it at the end of the day. But... Uh, just just for me to, you know, it would be lame if we both just say Simp's going to win MVP. So uh, with that logic, I've been making the argument for a Just, you know, I think he is the best player in his role. Nobody else is, you know, in my opinion, nobody else does that, like, aggressive SMG uh, entry role as well as he does. So um, other other than that, I, I think both the lists make sense to me um I, I guess if if the biggest like point here is whether celium or cami is number three that just goes to show uh how far ahead simp and a are in that m v p uh race compared to their uh you know the other contenders so uh yeah i I still think you know end of the day simp walks away with the award um but uh it's just it it's cool to see you know. I guess it gives us some validation uh, that, you know, people listening to us know we, we kind of know what we're talking about.
0: Well, I always know what I'm talking about. We we worry oh, yeah. about you, but sometimes we, we, we have okay. to get our ego child correspondent on the case and he straightens you out. But um, kidding aside, <laughs> I think obviously Simp and Abizi, top players in the league, we've known this for months and months now. Uh, really, we it was kind of obvious... Last year, I think I picked Simp to win the MVP when I had a vote, and then they gave it to Shotzi, and then I didn't get my vote back. So I don't know about that. But uh, I think that Simp has been the best Call of Duty player in the world, basically, since he turned 18, which is kind of ridiculous to think about how good he's been, how impactful he's been. But I don't think that a BZ can be slighted at all because I— you can't you can't separate Simp and Ibisey's impact on their teams because they've been on the same team Simp's entire pro career. So we don't really know if Simper or Ibisey is you know like the like I had mentioned in a few episodes ago. It's like the Belichick Brady thing. You don't really know who's more important to a team's success because they're linked and them together is better than them separately. I mean maybe the Buccaneers will make me regret that statement if they win like five more Super Bowls with Brady. And then I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe Brady was the, the factor there. Uh, but for Simp and Abezy, they have their opportunity to win their second world championship this year, uh, their second world championship together. Uh, if they make it to grand finals, this will be their third straight year that they went to the champs grand finals, pulling a J-cap it seems like. So uh, I, I think it's obvious that Simp or Ibiza, are the, uh, is the best player in the league. I guess we'll just see which one actually wins the award. Yep. Um, unless you have anything else, uh, we can wrap up the show. Okay, so uh, make sure to subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening or watching on. So if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like the video, share the video. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts Apple Podcast, uh, really any podcasting platform out there. Uh, Make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, please. And uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Bink is at jbink with two Ks. I'm at Prez Buyers. And the podcast Twitter is at Ego Podcast. We always update our audience on when we're recording the podcast. It's almost always Tuesday at 1130 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, And I believe that is what we're going to do next week as well, uh, where we'll wrap up the Stage 5 Major. We'll break it down. And then we will also give our uh, probably give our previews for champs then um, because we might be might be taking August 10th off. So our next show will be on Tuesday, August 3rd. If there are any changes, make sure to follow at EgoChop Podcast or either of our Twitters, and we'll make sure to update you. Um, and we will see you next week. So Bink, take it away. Yep. As always, guys. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Um, exciting week ahead. Uh, Looking forward to the final major of the year before champs. Should be, you know, a lot of exciting matches. Uh, So,
0: yeah, thanks for tuning in. And as always, remember to send the ciao.